1: It's time to go Inside the Film Room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Welcome inside the College Football Film Room alongside veteran scout, coach, and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg reminding you to subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from for all the latest breaking news. And analysis and uh, some cool announcements coming in the uh, coming weeks, Chris. So we're excited about that here with the program. But uh, absolutely, it, it's an interesting time in our country. I and mean, we talk about this every week, whether it's the coronavirus or the latest. Uh, You know, protests that are going on and it's hit the sports world and in particular college football, Chris, because you've had instances in the past week or so with Dabo Swinney at Clemson. You've had issues with Mike Norvell at Florida State, and it's really becoming a a serious topic of conversation between players and coaches and everyone involved with college football.
0: Well, what it's done, I'm finding in the Mike Norvell situation in particular was eye opening. Um, and a little bit confusing, I, I, but what it, the crux of the matter is the players have a lot of power when it comes to this issue, obviously the large percentage of black players and in, in football and in college football, when it comes to the issues of the racial sensitivity and the, the, uh, the everything that that's happening around the country that, that we're seeing all the protests. Uh, all the players are getting engaged and a lot of the, the staff and the administrators on campus are joining them and, and, and supporting them. So anything that, um, that would be considered somewhat out of line, certain players are stepping up and saying, you know, Hey, hold on. And, and they've got a lot of, a lot of power on this, you know, it was really weird to see, and I don't know what happened, but Mike Narvell apparently off the cuff said something, with regard to he addressed this with his players individually, the whole Mm -hmm. uh, George Lloyd tragedy and his top player, Marvin Wilson, a first round pick, the leader of the team, you know, I thought was interesting to Scott. He he didn't, he didn't go to his coach. He didn't say anything. He came out and he, he went to the guy in the meeting and said, that's BS. That never happened. And that made that was really embarrassing for Mike Norvell. And he, look, he came out and he fell on the search and said, look, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't say he was misquoted. He just said, I, you know, I I don't know what he did. I thought maybe, well, maybe he talked to players virtually. Maybe he had a group text. I didn't know what he did, but apparently he misstepped and he and he kind of took a little time late last week taking his foot out of his mouth. Yeah, I don't know that it's a major issue, but it did say something to me that the player did not pick up the phone and say, hey, coach, what? is this this is not he didn't allow the coach to take care of it he just came out and said that's bs and he kind of forced the coach's hand thought that was a little interesting i'm not saying it's a sign of a problem but it is an issue and then of course you've got the the issue with danny perriman the former assistant at excuse me the current assistant at clemson who talked with a former player and the n-word was used not in talking about the player but something that was, you know, he apologized profusely over it. It happened a few years ago. It's come up. We're mm-hmm. seeing that. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it at Iowa. Um, my God, uh, we got one of the best strength coaches in the country um, that I think may be as good as any strength coach in the country that's now on paid administrative leave uh, because of the fact that the former players at Iowa are saying things with regard to um, some racial insensitivity. So he's on – he's the highest-paid strength coach in the country, Um, and he's a guy that's well – I think he's as good as anybody around I've known Chris forever. Um, And now his future, his livelihood's at stake, and Kurt Ferns is having to answer questions and saying things like, I didn't know anything about it. That's yeah. that's kind of embarrassing, and so that's where we are. Is more of that going to take place? I don't know.
1: Well, we don't know, but it's certainly a fine line that that these programs are walking right now because we're we're in a period, we're in a time period in our society, Chris, where everyone does have to be overly sensitive, and you do have to be aware of of current events and things that's things that's going on, and of course your past, and and we know nothing is secret anymore. Everything comes out. If there's something that you don't want to come out, well, get get out ahead of it. and Apologize for it because sooner or later, someone, the Internet is, I always say, and people always say it, not just me, the Internet is undefeated, right? They will find out. Twitter will find out. People will find <laughs> out. And uh, Amen. Un- unfortunately, that's something that we're going through uh, right now, and it's hitting the college football world. Uh, the other issue that's hitting the college football world, and this is something that you and I have talked about a lot before, is the transfer portal, right? College football free agency, you refer to it as. Well, Nebraska just lost their top wide receiver. And he's the 14th player from Nebraska to enter the transfer portal this offseason. And you have to start to question if Scott Frost is losing his grip on this program right now.
0: Well, you do. And my concern is this. Obviously, there's... um there's some security in that he's one of their own, but the reality is the team has not performed well on the field. And so there's, okay, well, he's got to rebuild the culture. He's got to rebuild the talent level. Scott, the recruiting is just okay. It is one of the things that I thought when he went there that, okay, look, he's going to have to put his own touch on it. Um, He wants to do some things offensively. That's a little bit different. So he's going to have to find the type of players A guy like jd spillman's one of them Uh, rondell moore uh, is you know the type of player that he is but they they also um robinson is a kid they recruited that's kind of like a rondell moore type player find more guys like that but they don't have enough of those guys i mean they they've not developed nor have and coached and nor have they recruited to the level that's going to take nebraska to that next level um, and certainly, maybe not even to the point of where you know, Bullpup. Hey guys, the credit I mean, here. Tell on that. And this, he's gonna get time. But I, I think, it, I certainly look at him getting a little bit nervous about where are they now. They've lost 14 guys. A lot of that has to do, Scott, with some of those guys being run off because they didn't really fit what Scott wants. It's a culture change. But this is one guy that, as you mentioned, is the most productive route runner, most productive receiver, best hands. Now, he's had some off-the-field issues with, you know, so I think this is a mutual decision. But it does, you know, point out something that, hey, wait a minute, is Nebraska going to take a step up finally? Because I I felt like, you know, why can't Nebraska be like Iowa or Wisconsin? That that maybe they won't be Nebraska of the big eight days where they're, you know, national championship caliber, but they certainly can be top ten caliber. They're not even close to that right now. No, and it's sad because,
1: you know, it's a program that's rich in tradition. You know, I grew up learning about Nebraska and then even watching, you know, the success that they had had and, you know, the Heisman Trophies and the National Championships and Tom Osborne. It's a shame to see where the program uh, has has gone. But the transfer portal you had mentioned before, like this is something that it's not just hitting
0: Nebraska – it's hit Stanford hard as well this off season. Yeah. They've had a lot of them. They've had over 20 guys, 24 um, and I, and a lot of people are losing, you know, it's, it's happening both ways. So you get a kid um, that maybe is not as good. He, he, he's had some issues. He's, you know, and, and basically it's kind of a redo. It's a redo for the player, but it's a redo for the team. And they'll, they'll basically go to him and say, Hey, you know, Scott, I, I think there's, there's a, best fit um you know somewhere else you're not an ideal fit um you know uh, it, it's a by the way we just talked about Iowa and to my Chris Doyle his son a sophomore linebacker at Iowa has just entered the transfer portal It <laughs> happened this afternoon it, obviously it's a different story but you got you got opportunities where kids maybe want to move on but uh, sometimes they're getting pushed out the door because hey they didn't turn out to be as good Maybe we want to evaluate it as, as well. Um, and so they say, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'd like to use that scholarship for someone else. So yeah. it kind of goes both ways. It cuts both ways. Uh, Reggie Bush's
1: disassociation with USC is now over. The 10-year period on Reggie Bush and USC, you know, the, the mandated, I guess, period of time that you had to disassociate with each other, uh, that's over now. So I don't know if he's going to, you know, be acknowledged by the school now. Are they going to put some of his awards back up? I I don't know how this is going to unfold. But as of right now, I guess we can acknowledge that um, Reggie Bush and USC can kiss
0: and make up. Yeah, they can. I'm curious to see. Now, I don't know. Do you remember? Did they? The Heisman's gone. And the winds are are gone. Yeah, the, the Heisman's gone. But they... What did they do with OJ's Heisman? Have they mm. remember OJ's OJ's? Um, you get two, the school gets one. I know OJ's was was, I think hocked to you know for money. I'm, I'm thinking about you know I'm I i do not know why that's hit me because it got it just I thought Heisman and I'm thinking. That's two Heisman trophies that they don't have. Do they? Do they know. acknowledge one, him? One, I, I, one, of OJ's,
1: one of OJ's trophies was uh was stolen, I guess, or sold yes. to a collector or something. Like well, that that that, that
0: was yeah. that, and, and, and I think it led to some the other problems that yeah, OJ yeah. had. But but the school one, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I thought they kind of took any. Uh, remembrances of O.J. down at USC. That's got to be—it's got to be interesting. So, yeah, you wonder if they've got two blank wings, do they even acknowledge it? Just yeah. totally eliminate them. With Reggie, uh, certainly, you know, you can say, "Look, he served his, you know, time, so to speak." And Maybe they welcome back. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and he's an analyst now, and he does yeah, he's Pac-12 TV. work. He's on TVs, yeah. and and really, what was—I mean, what was. Obviously, anytime you break the rules, Chris, is a, it's a crime. But in the grand scheme of things,
0: oh no, Reggie yeah. Bush
1: and somebody with a Hummer. And now we're talking about all of a sudden that USC didn't win the national championship and Reggie didn't win the Heisman Trophy. Stop. The guy's one of the best college football players I've ever seen in my lifetime. And nothing's ever going to change that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they certainly getting paid. We've had a lot of guys do that. That'd make it right. But, mm-hmm. uh yeah, of the two, he's lucky he's there because they could say, well, gosh, at least he's not OJ. I mean, OJ's <laughs> that's that's going to always be the big stain there. And uh, that was, uh, man, that yeah. was a guy that, uh, and, was, and, now,
1: and now, and now he's tweeting on the golf course Hey, Twitter world, it's me, OJ.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's right. He does some things. Yes. He's scary looking, he's scary looking there. Like, you know, when he does the whole his. I, th- I think he did something one time when who was it? Oh, when Andrew Luck stepped aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came <laughs> on and it was like his. He was like he was getting ready to grab a three iron and hit somebody. fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, your fantasy team. I'm like, good lord! I mean, uh, OJ, this is in the yeah, port of in the court of public yeah, opinion. Yeah. This don't exactly yeah, help. I, him, I think my he, I think he had Andrew Woo. Luck. He, th- he had
1: Andrew Luck and Antonio Brown. So uh, there's uh, oh. there's there's OJ's uh, fantasy team. We'll get back into the podcast in just a minute. But first, with no more sports on as of now, there's really not much you can bet on. Or so you thought. There's so much action you could still have at betonline.ag. There's eSports. There's $750,000 poker series as well. There's so much fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. I love their Madden Sims as well. I think I'm 3-0 and so far on Madden Sims. Again, betonline.ag. Online.ag. The promo code is MYPOD100. online. your online wagering experts. Wow. Well, Chris, each and every week here for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about some unsung players that are returning for the 2020 season. On the offensive side of the ball, we obviously did the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers. I want to shift gears to the defensive side of the football and talk about some of the unsung defensive players that are returning for this 2020 season. Uh, Obviously, defensive back is like the real sexy position that people are going to know about um, with the top guy in the country or top couple of guys in the country, maybe being um, Derek Stingley from from LSU or Javon Holland from Oregon, would you say that those are the, the top uh, defensive backs?
0: Yeah, Sertan at Alabama is another good one. Sean Wade at Ohio State could be another high pick there. Um, certainly at corner, I, I would put those in there. Um, Richard LeCount's a great player at safety at Georgia. Um, yeah, I think I think you got it. I mean, I think those are those are certainly on the short list.
1: So let's go, and maybe not just defensive backs. Let's go all across the defensive side of the football. Uh, who are some unsung
0: players that we
1: need to show a little more love to this season and uh, keep our eyes on as the college football season approaches?
0: I think Travon Modrig of, of TCU is a safety that people need to know about. He's a big time talent. Um, you know, In fact, he and the Darius Washington probably one of the better safety combinations mm-hmm, in the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Ferry of uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Farley is, I think, how you pronounce it, actually. Uh, Jordan Smith, um, a, an outside backer, strong safety from, from UAB, is another guy that I think is a really good one. I give you uh, a linebacker, Hamla Car Rashad. Uh, Rashid from Oregon State really good that I like a lot. Uh, Nick Bolton of Missouri's very, very good. I think very underrated. Um, look for the returning defensive lineman, Scott. It's very unusual in that the ACC has some really good ones, and I don't know if a whole lot of people know of them. They know maybe about Quincy. I, I, I was
1: about to say Miami. Yeah, Quincy. Quincy Rose of
0: Miami, Marvin Wilson defensive tackle, at Florida State. But the Clemson guys are young. I'm talking about Carlos Basham of Wake Forest, Um, Chris Rump of Duke, Hmm. um, Jalen Twyman, the defensive tackle from Pitt. uh, Those are three guys that would be on the all-American caliber list, and they're all returning guys in the ACC. So think about, you know, Wake Forest, Duke, you know, watching those guys. And Pitt, now I'm not saying Twyman's the next Aaron Donald, but he is the best defensive lineman they've had since Aaron Donald. And I can remember guys doing this on national radio a few years ago when people were asking me the year and I said the best player in the country is Aaron Donald, week in <laughs> and week out. And the guy, you know, ended up having a great, great career. And, you know, didn't I wasn't hocking him for the Heisman, but he certainly was one of the best players. So I think those are some guys that are really intriguing. And what
1: about um, a guy that we talked about a lot last year, uh, in his true freshman season, but Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, oh, yeah, at Oregon. No question. you know, he's going to make a big jump. Most people would assume from freshman year to sophomore year.
0: Yeah, I, I would put Kayvon, um, Marvin Wilson of Florida state, uh, Gregory Russo and Quincy Roche, by the way, two guys at Miami. So in addition to the wake forest, Duke pit guys, <laughs> two Miami guys in a Florida state. And by the way, the duo of defensive tackles at Florida state, or probably as good as anybody in the country. So wow. again, just, uh, it's a good group. So, uh, absolutely. I, you know, Michael Parsons of Penn state may be the best linebacker. Dylan Moses is returning at Alabama. Let's not forget. Oh, yeah. him. Um, so, um, those are some guys that I think that jump out. I'm trying to think of some guys. Um, there's uh oh, what's, who's the, who's the safety from Notre Dame? Uh, oh, Kyle um, Hamilton, yes. uh, Kyle Hamilton's really, really good. Some other guys that I think, uh, I mentioned the kid Jordan Smith of UAB, Burt Colton, um, uh, Marshall of, uh, of Troy, um, uh, Ahmad Gardner of Cincinnati, and uh, the kid from um, Appalachian State, Sean Jolly, uh, are other guys that are really good, guys in the secondary that I think are, are, are big-time talent. So uh, Cincinnati, we've said it a few times, Cincinnati's going to have a really good team this year, at least from a roster standpoint, they have mm-hmm. a chance to be. You know as good as anybody it's gonna be an unusual season is we don't know who's going to be healthy and how that's gonna play out but they're very very talented anybody
1: else that we're missing that we want to give a quick shout out to as far Boy, as
0: unsung defensive players um Darius stills remember scouting his dad defensive lineman from West Virginia's one uh, Elijah molden of, of of Washington's really good um, uh, Wazuruski, the defensive lineman from Washington's another good one Um Paulison uh, Adeo from Stanford's uh, another good one. Um uh, I think uh, I'm trying to think who else that uh, look here and see. Yeah. Well, the Clemson guys much...
1: you say are, are, are a little young. You, you they're, think that they're, they're still they're... about a year away from being really on that, on that elite level.
0: No, I think they'll, they'll, they'll develop as the season goes along uh-huh. But right now. They're more proven guys coming in. Mm-hmm. So they're just replacing the last couple of years, a lot of guys, but they're young guys. Are highly recruited five-star guys that are can play, and you're going to start to hear their name this year. Some some really good ones. Who do you think
1: right now, uh, going into 2020, has the best returning defense overall in the country?
0: Boy, um, I Which, think Alabama. I was about to say, would you say be Alabama
1: because because I was about to say Alabama just because you know and, and you know they have depth every year, but mm-hmm. from from front to back they have at least one cornerstone at each level of the defense, which is really what you're looking for when you're looking at defenses as a whole, they have a cornerstone on the line. They got somebody at linebacker and they got somebody in the secondary. That's really, that really stands out from the pack.
0: I think uh, Georgia and LSU will be great on defense. I think Ohio state's going to be great on defense. Um, I think Clemson's, really they're just they're young but boy they're they're so talented um i think florida will have a pretty good defense i think tcu is going to have a pretty not not among the great group but they'll be they'll be pretty good i think penn state will be a solid defense as well i'm trying to think um
1: well you mentioned the two defensive you mentioned the two defensive linemen at florida state as a collective do they have enough talent to be one of those elite units
0: no, I think the front's gonna be really good. I think they'll be a good unit. I don't I don't like their depth. I don't like the rotation enough. I think they're they're gonna have to develop a lot of three star guys to fit in. I think they'll be improved. I think they'll be better coached, but I think those those war daddies and listen, Marvin to give you an idea. Marvin Wilson and all that turmoil at Florida State, that guy was every week, I mean, he made my, you know, all conference lists, every yeah. he graded out every week he balled out. They didn't they didn't really do a whole lot as a unit. Yeah. So I, I think they're gonna be better. Overall, they'll be better coach, better unit. But I I don't know that I'm ready to say that that they're they're gonna take that next step. It's still Clemson and everybody else. And I would say that if there's anybody that's getting the talent level to Try to make a little bit of noise. It's it's North Carolina, young talent, but pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starting to get some defensive personnel to go along with a with a very good young quarterback that's going into his second year. Ooh,
1: we've talked about the ACC a lot tonight, Chris. Yeah, uh, no, no, it's, it's it's
0: it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. Still think it's it's just a one team league, yeah. but those other teams, and it's going to be a pivotal year because I wonder. It's a pivotal year. I thought for Manny Diaz at Miami. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Now, finish with this big picture comment. I wonder how many coaches are going to get a coronavirus pass this year. I wonder if mm. the turmoil—one, the turmoil will give them the administrators will look and say, "Well, wait a minute, um, you know, it's a crazy year. We don't want to hold." And then the other thing is, will the pandemic create an economic situation to where if you got to buy out, you are not going to so do it. Far, yeah. Go to a booster and say a guy that's more than willing to write a big time check saying, are you kidding me? I, I just lost, you know, $18 million, you know, over this past year, they may not be as concerned about writing off the old college yeah. coach as much. So I'm wondering if a lot of coaches are going to get a pass or not yet. Um, <laughs> we see, you know, I, I, who was it? Wake Forest. They they fired Danny Manning, a basketball yeah, coach. Yeah. They, they, Cause they he was making manage. too much money. Ooh, they made yeah. a whole lot, but they ain't paid a ton of money to make them go goodbye. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I still think we're going to see some of that, but Miami big year for Manny Diaz. And, and certainly um, I'm curious to see if Florida state can get on, get on track, at least not on the right track, just get on any track. Cause they've been derailed for the last couple of years.
1: What else do you have up on LandryFootball.com currently?
0: Hey, you know, we've been doing a lot of back office work there. We've got that straightened out. We are, Uh, working on roster breakdowns, recruiting boards, finishing that up, getting you ready, full breakdowns, class of 21, 20, and 22 in recruiting, Uh, breakdowns of the recruiting roster, Scott, how these players graded on each roster coming into the college game, what's the, the breakdown position by position, who are the best players, who are the best draft prospects. We got it all for you. So check it out there. You're a college football fan. We think it's a great home for you at LandryFootball.com. You can take advantage of the scouting season offer, which is still in effect less than $5 a month. That'll get you a full calendar year, in-season breakdowns, you know, recruiting, the draft. Uh, what we're doing this time of year, which is probably the most volume of information with breakdowns. We got it all for you there. So check it out at LandryFootball.com. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And be sure
0: to follow Chris on
1: Twitter at LandryFootball. You can follow me at Scott's on air. And again, a reminder, subscribe, rate, and review the college football film room wherever you get your podcasts from. And stay tuned because we got some really cool announcements coming uh, in the next uh, few weeks. So we look forward to that. Uh, Until next week, stay safe, everyone. Chris, I'll talk to you then.